Ebullient greetings. I'm your host, Jackie Bird of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, your guide to stress and anxiety relief, mindfulness, awareness, self-care, self-love, and personal growth. Welcome and thank you for joining me as we roll with peace in mind. Hey, you guys. I um, you know, I know I always say this whenever I have a guest that I'm so geeked up. But it's true. I am so geeked up because I am speaking with the magnificent Ty Stevens. And it's not just that he's an amazing human being, but he's an amazing artist. And I will have him talk to you about what he's up to, his journey, and all of that. But I want to start, and I want to open this up because we are talking in the time of coronavirus. Some of my past episodes have been dealing with this and how we can use this time to make the most of it in the sense of improving upon ourselves. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, Ty, beside the fact that, you know, you're all that and 10 bags of chips, is that you have, <laughs> and he's so humble. That's the thing. I'm like pouring all this praise and he's like, uh-huh. But he's <laughs> like gagging. People, mm, okay. Go, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jackie. Jackie's my sister, Aquarian. Sister Aquarian, I call her. That's right. Our birthdays are within a week of each other. So, um, uh, Joy. Joy. That's all. I, I just want to start with that. Joy. My name is Ty Stevens. That's hey. first and foremost. My mom and my dad gave me that name. <laughs> and uh, I am a singer, songwriter, dancer, choreographer, director, uh, costume. I do, you know, every, you know, those of us who work in the independent world of theater and, and, and music, we do whatever it is we have to do to keep working. So I've done practically everything, including set building and, you know, I mean, just a little bit, even if it's only a little bit, I've done it all. So um, my main focus now is, is singing and songwriting and stage performing. And, um, I uh, I love writing. I love writing. I, I it just it's just it's, it's a great catharsis. It's a great therapy to yes. be able to put, put to, to to be able to not just put the words on paper, but craft them so that they come through in a in a in a creative way that's that that just just is not it's you know I mean that's art is supposed to be not not ordinary in that sense. You, you know, there's some art that can be very plain and very beautiful, but art is an effortful thing in, 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 in a way to me. It, it's something that you have to craft. Yes. And so I, I enjoy the process of that. Um, I particularly enjoy when other people understand what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, having gone through this, you know, I'm going to change these words and make this. You know, mm -hmm. Okay, let me just preface it with my favorite poet laureate is Stevie Wonder. And you know how he writes. Ooh. He inverts words, he creates words, he creates new words. You know, and, and that's that's the, the, the teacher that I've, I've learned from, in, among many, among many, you know, mm -hmm. Al David, of course, and, and, and I could go on and on and on and on, but specifically those, those, those names that just come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing currently. Uh, I come from a, a theater and dance background. I started in dance. Yes, you uh, did. Yeah, actually, I, before that, I started in fine art. I thought I was going to be a graphic designer. <laughs> really? I say that because I'm laughing because as a dancer, which is what, what, which is what followed that, mm -hmm. I could not sit still when I was a teenager. So <laughs> sitting at an easel and sitting in a, in a room watching slides of Doric columns and Corinthian columns, oh. <sighs> <laughs> I, I, literally, I, I would fall asleep. 
And so uh, we, we came to New York once. This is a quick, a quick aside. Yeah. Uh, my art class came to New York once. I think it was when I was in college. I'm not even sure now. We came to the Metropolitan Museum of Art <laughs> and we were looking at photographic exhibits. And I was standing at this picture asleep. Uh-uh. Asleep. Uh-uh. So and that was when I realized that that was a, that was two one of two times. The other time I was I was <laughs> I was in a metal metal sculpting shop and I'm sitting on a stool and we're you know I'm bending some metal thing. It was it was boring as God knows what. It, 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 you know, it could have been art in somebody's eyes, but for me it was like oh, this is just a metal rod. Ain't doing nothing. That's not I'm, nothing's coming through me. So and I was getting sleepy then, and that was when I decided I needed to be physical because that's part of who I am. I've always been that way as a kid and everything. So <laughs> dance was what saved me, literally and a figure to me saved me and moved me in the direction that I wanted to move. And from dance, I moved into musical theater. From musical theater, I did two Broadway shows. Yes. The theater, uh, original company of sophisticated ladies. That's Phyllis Hyman, Judith Jamison, Mercedes Ellington, Hinton Battle, Greg Burge. All the great. Blah, 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 blah. The best of the best. All the great. Um, so then from there, I uh, mentoring, really, literally mentoring with Phyllis Hyman. Oh, wow. He helped mentor me and others, of course, performers into singing. We all wanted to, we all wanted to expand and do more. I, uh, through her and through her tutoring, basically, I started working on uh, going to piano bars, nightclubs. I did my own club act. I started staging and choreographing and, and, and singing back up for other people's club acts. So I learned how to build a band. I learned how to pick music. All of that because of Phyllis Hyman, literally. I am gagging, okay, because <laughs> I always wondered, I'm just gonna give you guys um, that know nothing about the world of show, <laughs> biz, and particularly musical theater. Just a little background. I think it's, I guess it's a little different now because of the medium, but back in the day, when you were a dancer, you were a dancer. You yeah. were, you had to sing, but just enough to hold a note, but the focus was on dancing. So to make that jump into singing because they got treated better. <laughs> the yes. paycheck was better. Um, <laughs> the work wasn't as hard. You know, to make that transition, was really hard for a lot of us. And so I always wondered, Ty, how you ended, what that trajectory was from being in the ensemble of sophisticated ladies to being out in front, you know, using your own voice, how, how that transition even happened because it was going on and I wasn't privy to it. It was like, cause I, we met as dancers. Right. So, and then all of a sudden you were singing with holding a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a big deal, y'all. That's a big deal. It is, it is. But I was so busy chasing whatever I was chasing at that point. I never thought to ask you how you made that transition. So that is so beautiful that Phyllis Hyman, who, guys, if y'all don't know who Phyllis Hyman is, Google her and yes. listen to some of them songs, okay? Mm -hmm. This woman was a storyteller through music. The direct connection between words and feeling. <laughs> she was the direct connection. That is so beautiful that she mentored you guys like that. Yeah, I mean, she would take us to her, her gigs, and you know, or yeah, I would say she would take us to some of her gigs. Some of them we were because we were already fans of hers, mm -hmm. so we would we would have maybe already had a ticket to one of her shows, but she knew I was there. And there were times when she had opportunities in some of the smaller spots, but she would kick us up on the stage and sing. 
or some <gasps> or some event. Like it, it could be like a fundraising event at some nightclub or something. And she'd be like, she'd put us up on stage and make us sing. Oh and so that's God. how we really got the built the confidence. I mean, she heard us sing, so she knew that that all of us had something to work with. It wasn't right. like she was like, you're never gonna make it on this. You know, she wasn't, she wasn't doing that. For those of you who don't know Phyllis Hyman, please Google her. Oh, you Sit got down, that. make yourself at home, play as much of her music as you can because you will be transported yes. to another world. She was not only an amazing singer with a completely unique sound, mm -hmm. she was one of the most gorgeous creatures you will ever see in your mm -hmm. life. Mm. And tall. That's Western. Tall, taller than me. <laughs> you know, so. Yes. You know. I remember when she came to the set of school days, mm -hmm. and I had never seen her in person up until that point. She, I, it was like, I just remember my head just kept lifting up. She was so <laughs> tall. <laughs> going, ooh. She's one, not gonna stop. <laughs> right, she's not stopping. I haven't gotten to the face yet. Right. Indeed, but I, I love hearing when people are gracious and they, they're not just gracious, but they are, they are mentors. She took you guys under her wing. That is so beautiful. Really did. She was. She was. I mean, because because I knew her as a person and a, as a friend. Mm -hmm. you know, when I hear other things said about her, not so you know, some lots of truth is out there. They're not. I'm not denying that. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel so privileged to say that I knew her, mm -hmm. and I knew from the inside what she was going through to so to a great degree. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things we were kept apart from because they were her private life. But yeah. mostly we, you know, we had some some access to what was going on. So I would just I feel very privileged to to, to be able to say that she was you know, I don't know if she would have called herself my mentor, but she was my mentor. That's how she was the reason why I was able to find my way into singing. And, and as you were saying earlier, um, one of the things uh, in terms of the way the structure of theater was, maybe it's yeah. not like that now. But yeah, making the transition between a, being a dancer mm -hmm. and, and, and being a singer, I had to stop putting dance on my resume in order for people to take me resume. And I did the same thing. It didn't work for me, but I did the same thing. It, it was just a very rigid way yeah. of looking at, at art. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was no way for, you know, I don't understand that because there was no, it left no room for a, the creation yeah. of, of a new entity, uh, of yourself as a new, yeah. new artist. And, 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 and also the building of theater in the way that, you know, how they used to, you know, the, well, the old days you'd hear things about, oh, they pulled her from the chorus. You That's know? right. And, and, and so how do you pull her from the chorus if she can't sing and dance? You, you exactly. have to make sure she can do that. Exactly. You have to give her that opportunity. So exactly. that's what people were, they seem to have forgotten is that that's where you get the future of theater for one. Yes. How can you perpetuate it if you don't nurture what's behind you? Absolutely. So and I, I mean, some of us were lucky in the sense that, you know, we were told, you better go take some singing lessons. Mm -hmm. You know, so I remember a whole bunch of us were, you know, taking singing lessons and acting lessons, but uh -huh. the opportunities to um, be seen or audition as an actor or a singer, it was really difficult. And I did the same as you, where I had to take dance off my resume. But even though I would still go into auditions and they would ask me, can you dance? Right. <laughs> and I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever said no. I would say no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, because I'm not sure what, you know, I don't even, don't even remember what auditions I even took now between now and then. But um, I hear you. You know, I mean, 
for us, people of color, especially yes. people in, our, in urban centers, especially, we are, right. we're, you know, we're going to be expected to sing and dance. Exactly. You know, and, and, and almost all the opportunities that are presented to us involve singing and dancing. There's hardly mm -hmm. any straight acting or straight singing gigs, you know, uh, in, in terms of theater. Right. You know, so, um, you know, and that was one of the things I, I and it's another side, um, that I loved about that era, you know, because when I came into Sophisticated Ladies, it was the back end of, of black theater. Yes. You know, there were, you know, yes. we, we, we I came came out of the Bubbling Brown Sugar and and the, and the Doobie and 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 the, the Ancient Post Dynamic yes. and the Weird yes. and the, all of those things preceded our show. And our show and Dream Girls were kind of the last black show. They were the last black shows because I was in college. I was in college, and when that whole black renaissance of Broadway was happening. And I remember Wendy Edmead was oh. going to my college. She uh -huh. was going to my school. And it was like, you saw her one day and then you didn't see her the next day. And the whisper was that she had gotten this show called The Wiz. <laughs> and I remember when I saw that show, I was in autumn. Mm -hmm. I just remember I was so transfixed Mm -hmm. to everything that was happening. So I was so sure by the time I got out of school, oh, all that stuff will be there and I'll just jump right in it. No, mm -hmm. by the time I got out, that was the end of the era, but we didn't know that at the time. How, and how could we know? You how know, could we uh, know? There was, you know, I mean, maybe we could have said, okay, there are less of, a, less of them going on now. Maybe we mm -hmm. could have seen it from that. Mm -hmm. Because I, I mean, really, there really was only Dream Girls and, and Sophisticated Ladies. And Sophisticated Ladies, ladies that's I right. Anything else that was in that time frame that would have said there was enough, there was a, an abundance. Maybe, you know, Mama, I want to sing, but that's off, off Broadway. So, right. you know. Um, right. You know, so yeah, I mean, it's it, that we were the, with the end of that. And, and that kind of hurts because, you know, I was hoping that that was a launch of my career because I moved from mm -hmm. the, the chorus mm -hmm. into a lead role. I, I replaced Hinton Battle when he moved on. Right. You know, so, um, so I had an opportunity to be on Broadway in a starring role, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then our show closed. And then I went into another show called um, uh, Marilyn and American Fable with Peggy Blue. Okay. And, and um, Allison Reed and um, mm. and uh, Scott Bakula, and oh, uh, you know, that was basically it was a white show. It was right. about Marilyn Monroe, but uh, Peggy and I were the only well some of the few black uh, actors in it. Mm -hmm. And um, but I had a role in that that was a substantial role. I was I was like second tier. Okay. Star, and that I was, was a big deal. Big deal, especially for me. It was only my second Broadway show. Wow. Yeah, you know, who's my second and my last, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's real. I suffered for about another decade, actually another decade and a half in the theater. Uh -huh. And, and you know, of course, in hindsight, you look back and you realize, oh yeah, I got caught in um, when the, when the industry was changing. No wonder I couldn't get work, you know, but it was, it was very painful at the time, but in that time, you were doing your thing. You were singing. You were out front in front of a band. Yeah. And um, thank you. Thanks to the mentoring of, of Phyllis, who had the, high, the the wherewithal and the the good heart to instill that and set up a platform for you guys to be able to jump off of. Mm -hmm. So um, I just want to back up a little bit. When you uh, talked about, thought you were going to be a fine artist, mm -hmm. were you already taking dance at that time or had you started dancing 
at, when you decided, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was taking dance by then. I was, I was, um, let's see, because uh, I started dancing when I was 14. And so by the time I got into college is when I was realizing, mm, this is not working for me, <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, so my, parent, my, my, my mom in particular, because she was in, 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 in her theater uh, company in, in, in high school, she was in the oh, group. Okay. And, and I think it's something she would have pursued if she hadn't had seven children. Wow. <laughs> but I thank, her. I thank her for having seven children because that's where I came from. And I'm the classic middle child. I'm number four out of seven. Really? So I'm, 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 I'm in the textbook, y'all. I'm the middle kid. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, this middle kid can sing, baby. Sing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, you know, I, I started dancing with, uh, I was in a theater program. Mm. Uh, it's called uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Youth Theater, because I'm from Philly. Oh, wow. And, um, and from there, I started taking dance classes through, through some of the other people that I had met there. Mm -hmm. And um, started working with a wonderful man by the name of John Hines, who used to be a Dunham dancer. And you know, that that, that was mm. all I needed. Mm. And, and mm. I, I could, he would tell us stories about Miss Dunham. <laughs> well, he was one of those teachers that would start talking and you'd be standing in first position, waiting to waiting for the next instruction. 15 minutes later, you're still standing in the first position. We took that old school, y'all. We took that old, 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 oh old school. You didn't dare move out of that first position, Dude, did you? Leg up on the bar, and there's the next conversation, and you're sitting with your leg going to sleep. <laughs> you know? Baby, I remember them days, boy. I remember them days. Oh. Now, the, <laughs> the, now, now, Ty is referring in 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 um respect miss dunham he is speaking that about john hines being having been a katherine yes. dunham yes. dancer okay yes. miss katherine dunham and again if you don't know who that is google her yes. <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah google yeah. her yeah. katherine dunham oh my gosh so you Okay, so you you're studying with John Hines, and, for, for, and I have to I have to kind of tangent off a little bit, y'all. If you are in your thirties, you don't know. You think that stuff is hard. You don't know hard. No. You have no clue what hard is. Okay, okay. That when <laughs> so you are studying with somebody who was in the because honey, I took Dunham technique. Mm -hmm. That is probably one of the hardest. It is rough. Rough on Hardest <laughs> classes I have ever taken in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my rough. God. Yeah. I mean, you took, and I mean, you know, I'm talking about being a trained dancer and that being one of the hardest classes right. I've ever taken in my life. And I remember we would be in class, I would be sore. <laughs> Like if I had that class once a week, I would be sore. I would just be getting getting over being sore mm -hmm. the day before the next class. Right, but here's the deal though. See, and this is another thing that's different between, I don't want to disparage anybody's generations, but mm -hmm. they really don't understand what 
training for dance was like yes. when we when we could do it that way. I mean, you'd be aching from one class, but you'd still go to another class. That's after right. That. That's and, right. In fact, we take four and five classes in a day. In a day, and we didn't have air conditioning. Nope. We didn't have sometimes air conditioning. We have, sometimes we didn't have sprung floors. So that's right. Sometimes we want concrete, mm -hmm. and we also didn't mind. You sweat. Yeah. That was just part of the the process. Drenched. We're sweating. Drenched. I work with people now. They have a cow if they sweat. Sweat oh is good. Yeah. It's like oh, you know, we're working too hard. You ain't working hard enough. There was a an urgency. There was a passion. There was a drive that I think that if you are going to create some type of happiness in your life, if if whatever you're doing is not coming from the deep recesses of your soul, which is your core, there's always going to be an emptiness. So, you know, the, the thing about pursuing anything is, do you have to do it? Is it, a, is it, is it burning within you to do this thing? Because if it is, that's what you should be doing. Right. That's the sign. That's the sign, and you know, because I, I, you know, we've had the opportunity now as as more mature adults working with younger people. Yes. You know, I, and I work in, in, you know, I've worked in the public schools. I still do that, on, you know, seasonally. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one through uh, K through three. Oh. Introduction to things. I adore. I um, love that age. But you know, so when I talk, to, and, and and I've done many, many, many career days where I go into schools and blah blah blah. And you know, when people, you know, they, they just assume that you just get up and do something. And yes, mm -hmm. you do to a great degree because you can't do it from your couch. Right. You got to get up and do it. Right. But uh, but you do have to prepare and create a platform that you can work from. If you have no vocabulary, you can't speak any language. Right. You must so, learn the craft. Instant. Yeah, we're seeing people that look like instant stars, but then two seconds later, where are they? Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, and there's, and there's something that preceded that moment of their startup. Yes. Something had to happen for anybody to take interest. So they must have been doing something already. Yes. But it's still not add water and stir. You gotta have, <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep adding ingredients and making more, making more to work with, you know, so you build and you build. You have to continue to grow. You have to. Okay. You have to water it. You have to add fertilizer to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, it, it, when it is your passion, it's, it's not even work. Oh, you know? and you please, know? Ty, say that again. Please, please, please. <laughs> please. When, when it is your passion, it's not even work because you do it whether you want to do it or not. You do it because you don't know what else to do. You know, people ask me, what, what's your plan B? I'm like, huh? What? <laughs> plan B. What? There is no plan, you know, and I, there, there, I've heard actually people say, don't give yourself a plan B, which I think is like scary in today's world because, you know, oh, you've got to be a success, you've got to, but if you don't give yourself a plan B, then you have to make what it is you want to do work. You're making a commitment to it that that this is life this is life like you know people are now talking our you know generation talking about retiring and i'm like retire from what exactly. <laughs> i'm already doing what i love exactly that's what i said it's like retiring you know how do you 
But you know, but I and I get those people who work in those you know nine to five jobs. Sure, stuff. sure. That makes more sense. But if you're in something that you already love, and it could be a nine to five job, retirement doesn't even enter your mind. That's why you've got some people who you look up and are like ninety seven degrees. He's still going to work. Ninety seven years old. I mean, he's still going to work every day because he loves, loves it. it. Because when you love what you're doing, time has no bearing. None. On uh, you know, like people go. Um, Oh, if I don't make it by the time I'm 40, uh, no, tw 30, my, my bad, by 30, uh, then it's not going to happen. How do you know? Exactly. Yeah. And how do you know what your success is supposed to look like? And what success Ooh. is? You can't even define it. You know? Ow. You know, I mean, this, is, this goes to a more serious discussion about people who are kind of contemplating suicide. Because you think about this is it. This is the worst part of my life. This is, I can't take it anymore. I can't, you know, this is it for me. You don't know what's around the corner. That we're talking about process. Yes. You know, it, it may not happen now because it's not supposed to happen now. Right. And what you're doing now is important to it happening later. Absolutely. So you have to do, you have Absolutely. to put something into it. We, we want to skip the process and get to the ending. Yeah. And, and it, when you do that, then, then the, you're going to have another desire. And so what are you going to do? You're going to jump from desire to manifestation without process. You can't, it, this world doesn't, it doesn't this work. plane does not operate that way. No, 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 no. No, it really doesn't. It's, it's a hilarious thought because it just, it's not even a logical thought that you can go from A to, you have to go, if you look at A through Z, there's a bunch of letters in between. Oh. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get there without the other ones. You better use the alphabet to explain process. I, that is flipping brilliant. Use the alphabet to explain process. Oh boy, it, it couldn't be more simplistic and more profound than that. The stuff that you post on Facebook, it's always, you know, cause you're not like a, a poster where like every five minutes you're posting something that, and that kind of makes what you post to me that much more powerful because it's all the noise out there. And then there's the quiet, makes sense, deep, profound comments. And I want to go back to the video. Please talk about the song and the video and what inspired you to create. There's so much involved in that song. Um, part of my journey as a performer is performing internationally. And mm -hmm. I'm so blessed to be able to do that because I get to see the truth of existence. Ah, yes. I recommend travel to everyone. Yes. If you could give it to teenagers before they get to that jaded place. Exactly. You know, because travel, you know, they can tell you all they want to tell you on the news and in your TV shows and whatever else you might be watching, but you won't know anything until you see it for yourself. Mm. It's not about being, you know, just being sheep and, and having somebody tell you something. Right. Just go ahead and believe it without any question. Right. Mm -hmm. That's all to say I have the privilege of, of uh, performing in Russia um, mm. for the last well over 10 years. You know, I was working with a jazz trio, a Russian jazz trio. And then I was also going with through the State Department, the U.S. State Department, with my own band. Mm. And a dear friend of ours, Ron Du. Yes. If I talk about him anymore, I'm gonna start crying. So going to in, in going to Russia, I met a young um, a young writer. So his name is M.C. Shao. He says, um, I want you to work with me on these tracks. Now, you know, obviously he's thinking that he's gonna get some rapping and every initially. 
in this way. I'm tired, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all don't want to hear me rap. Just, be, just <laughs> let's just start there. Y'all don't want to hear me rap. I don't rap. I'm a singer. I, you know, I carry the notes on melody, not on rhythm so much, even though rhythm is very important. In tune. Uh, right. In tune, right. In tune. So, that's all to say that, you know, he, he gave me these tracks, you know, because I've been going back and forth to Russia four, three and four times a year. So we were, you know, we got time to spend with each other because I'd be there for maybe a week or two. And sometimes, some days I wasn't working, so I would be just hanging out. So he would come and get me and we would go to the studio or he'd bring his little portable studio to my hotel room. Some songs, I'd say I'd say half the songs that I wrote for, with him, we wrote on the spot. Yeah. And Power to Change, the song we're talking about with the video, is a song that I, I must have written it within 24 hours. You know, because the track, I don't know, what, I don't know, because I guess because I have something that's in my, in my soul to say yeah. that I believe in so deeply. And that is our oneness and our, our brother and sisterhood. Um, so I'm not gonna just write a, a, a cute little song about you know a boy and a girl getting together or right. whatever it might be. I can and I do and I've done it, but most of the times I wanna write something that has a deeper, even if, even if it's that story, mm -hmm. I want it to be a little deeper. But so in any case, um, I wrote this song. The song starts with a question. The lyrics are, first the lyrics of the song are, what if, that was the premise of the whole song for me, what if. So the first line is, what if the world was a better place because of you? Mm. And that's all you need. Because if, if we're going around waiting for everybody else to make it better, we, it's not going to necessarily happen. Everything starts with the one and the one is us. Woo. Yes. You know? So that's, that's the premise of that song. So, um, so keeping it on the international side, um, <laughs> the song is now a part of a package that I'm releasing of inspirational material. Some of the songs that I've sung in church, some songs that I've uh, created just in my own head that I just wanted to put out there about the world and the way I see it. Mm. And um, and again, it's still based on my boy Stevie, you know, because I love the way he sees the world and he's the yeah. most sighted blind person you'll ever meet in your life. So now I have a package coming out called Spirit Rising. And when I was in Japan recently, I was on, on tour in Japan. I was in Japan for four months and uh, with a Japanese artist, I'm part of his band and he's amazing. His name is Toshi Kubota and, he, and he's just kind and benevolent and funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I don't, I, I've been working with him for 24 years and I, I still don't speak Japanese, but I, it might as well speak Japanese because it's so comfortable. It's in, in the, and just in this, as an aside, this is, this is for my mom. Now my mom passed last year, but I, this is for her. She kept asking me, why don't you speak Japanese after all these years? And I was like, I don't know. But you know, part of it is that we have a translator for me, you know, so I don't have to. Most people have learned English and they want to speak and practice their English. So another reason for me not to speak it, eh, excuses, excuses. So this last go around, I was taking lessons. But I get it. Yeah, you know, yeah. So I'm taking lessons now, so blah, blah, blah. So while I'm in Japan, I have some downtime. Now this is because, this is this brings us up to, to now. You know, this whole virus thing is starting to kick in. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the last four dates of the tour that we're on are canceled. So wow. I'm sitting on the ground for two weeks with nothing to do in Tokyo. You know, after four months, I'm kind of ready to come home. The other part of, of, of consciousness that really, you know, you have, I'm glad I had this time to sit and think about this, but I'm thinking me, 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 when do I get to go home? But I'm forgetting, this is a tour of, uh, of, of an entire country. Now we aren't sitting in Tokyo, we have to tour in the entire country. Dates are in place 
and there's a full 14 pieces of people on stage, including dancers and singers. Mm. Uh, God knows how many backstage crew, how many how many um, production crew from you know from the uh, production office. Then there's the venues and their people, and the the all the um, the contributing vendors that do uh, food and and so there's a big operation. I had to remember that it wasn't just about me, that whatever they had to do to reschedule these dates, they had to work with all of these factors before they could let me know, mm -hmm. the one person they flew in from the States, when I could go home. So I was glad that I finally got to that understanding because it helped me to calm down and say, right. you know what, it's not about you. Mm. And so what do you do with this time? So I used my little laptop right here, my little MacBook Pro, and I created a video of the song, Power to Change. Yeah, I took my laptop to the park. I took my laptop outside. I did the interior of the uh, apartment building that I, that I was living in. So everything's a canvas. Right. You know? So I, I just used as many things as I could find that were available to me. And uh, and then I found a, an editing program and I just started having the greatest time editing. So I did this video in three days. Where can people see that video? You can see it on, on, on YouTube. It's on okay. YouTube. Okay. And on my website. So I'm asking myself, oh, how did he find that place? <laughs> or, or who did this video with him? So I'm like in my mind going, oh, did he have a crew? Who, who, you know, was somebody holding the camera? How did he shoot this? <laughs> it was all you. I absolutely. It was, I find it, 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 it's part of the amusement of it to me because it's like, well, now I gotta be the, I gotta be the cameraman. I gotta, I gotta look at the angles through the camera. I, you know, some of the angles I had limitations on because I couldn't hold it or put it in a place where it was at certain levels. Right. So I said, let me work, instead of working against it, let's just work with whatever the camera dictates to me, ah. where, where the camera can be at that time. If it has to be on the ground and it shoots up, then that's what it's gonna be. I found a fence and I could sit it on top of a fence so I could, I could hold it in my hand and walk. I could create panoramic views by turning in circles. Because you know, it's funny, and this is the thing about taking in where you are and taking in everything. Actually, what it is is about being present. And, and it's, a, it's a testament to using your resources, you know, not bemoaning what you don't have. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you don't have money, but what is in your hands that you can make something with? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, look around and see what you have that you can create with. Yeah. There's something extraordinarily empowering yes. about that. And that is probably one of my favorite videos, Ty. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I'm actually working, I just finished a second video for another song that's from my, from my latest album. My current album is called Good Medicine. And um, it came out great. You know, I learned a few more things because I'm, you know, the editing program is something that I just picked up when I did the first video. So I don't really know how to use it fully. I learned how to use the rudimentary. What you needed at the time you needed yep, it. Yep, right. yep, And so as with a lot of artists and especially with independent artists, even if people get to hear the one song, they'll probably never hear the rest of the record. Right. Because the, the market's not built on on, uh, on an uh, album anymore. On an album, yeah. There's no album, there's no platform offering now. It's single, 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 single. And if you didn't hear that, that single, they're off to another so-called album because that's not how they, they're not telling a whole story. Right. They're building. They're not building a whole thing around uh, this grouping of songs, mm -hmm. you know? So, and it's such a sad thing to see go. I don't want to see it go and I'm gonna stay with it as long as I can. And I hope that other artists will do the same. Mm -hmm. um, and that maybe 
in this transition of this newness, of this reset that we're in, maybe some of the things that really made life, in my estimation, a, a little sweeter and a little more meaningful in terms of the art that's around us, maybe some of these things can be reinstituted. You know, because now we're going to have some restrictions on, you know, live performance is going to be a real big difference. You know, who's going to who's going to make that? Who's going to feel comfortable coming out to a theater, and uh, to a to a football stadium, to a to a, a cocktail lounge, to a, a cabaret room? You know, that bothers me to no end because that's that's a that's a disconnection of humanity from humanity. Now we are we are communal beings right. for millennia. We have gathered in places because, okay, we'll go back to the more biblical uh, thing. Whenever two or more are gathered, there's a vibration. That's what that's really about in my book. It's you know yet on a grander scale and on the you know the religious scale, it says one thing. But I think what they're really trying to say is that the we are vibratory beings. Music is vibratory. Yes. Everything that we do is about vibration. When we yes. vibrate in the same place, in the same way, at the same time, the experience is life changing. It sure is. You know, so yeah, we can connect. This is cool, right. but vibration is going to be different. Even though it's there, it's different. It's we're different. Not in the same space. Yeah. That's why we have churches. <laughs> you know, that's why we have theater. That's why we have football stadiums. You know, because it's a vibration. You know. That's and right. We, we can we can look over at each other and and so you no know, that person is feeling something very similar to what I'm feeling because yes. we're doing the same thing. Yes. You know, and and it just makes that visceral experience just so deep and meaningful and that's what I'm, I'm hoping we can gradually or rapidly get back to mm -hmm. even if it means we have to start with the, the wonderful weather of the summer and do only outdoor concerts still right we can do it mm -hmm. you know i'm hoping that that's going to be something we can look to do mm -hmm. you know just you know we, we have to just space ourselves apart but we can still do this mm -hmm. ty i want you be, uh, before we leave i want you to tell um our audience where they can find you. I will have all of that information in the description, but where can we find you? Where's your music uh -huh. and all that? Well, music retail wise, you can find my music on cdbaby.com. You can find, and through CD Baby, it's on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. But most of those mediums you can find my music on. Just look for Ty Stevens and do not spell it without the P and the H. I always <laughs> say it this way. If you spell it with a V, you won't get me. <laughs> my name is spelled s-t-e-p-h-e-n-s that's stevens okay t-y s-t-e-p-h-e-n-s and my site my website is tystevensmusic.com one word hi thank you so very much for your wisdom and your stories and your inspiration thank you and i i wish you continued growth and expansion and abundance and prosperity and love and all that beautiful stuff. Thank you, and you too. I mean, I just I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna just blow you up for a minute. I, I you know those of you who are tuning in and and checking out Jackie, you know we, the fact that we both started as dancers and we've evolved into the people that we are today is just a, it's an amazing thing to watch and to watch it from the perspective of seeing Jackie and becoming a healer and 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 a a, a deeply thinking and healing person is. It's amazing. And I know, I know in my heart that dance had a lot to do with that because dance, in case you didn't know, is spiritual. Amen. If you didn't know that, that's why you can throw your leg up a million times. If you don't feel anything or tell me a story from it, it don't mean nothing. Amen. If it's from your spirit, then you're going to hear me go, 
because I felt you feel something and give me something from it. Okay, so that's my that's my lesson for today. Thank and you, I, my darling. Thank you, Jackie, for being you. I get so geeked up when I hear an inspiring story. If you are one of the many, 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 many people out there who's working a job you hate or following a career that no longer burns for you, begin to see what it is that you actually want to do. Write it down wherever you want to write it down. Write it on paper, write it on your phone, your computer, your tablet. Whatever works, write it down. Begin to see yourself having it, achieving it, creating it. Willpower, trust, faith. Don't tell yourself you can't. Don't allow anyone else to tell you you can't. Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more information about my guest, just look at the show notes. All of the links are there. And remember to roll with peace in mind.